your Holiday Grief Survival Guide, podcast number 10. Now until the new year, it is my wish to be a support for you and the quickly upcoming Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's season. It is hard to believe, but we will be looking at 2020 before we know it. That is why it is so important to start preparing yourself mentally. For a family that has lost a loved one this year, or even two, three, four years ago, learning the new normal can be very overwhelming. In talking with families, I know that the season is upon us now and the anxiety button is being pushed. I want to talk about the season and let you know that there are things that you can do to allow yourself to be in control, not only with your emotions, but with family events. Something I want you to understand is why. Why is the season such a difficult time? One of the theories is that there is such a strong tradition and loved one's time spent together. There is such a thing as visceral memories that are connected to strong memories of our loved ones and the grief comes from that. Another part is family dynamics and the support network may have changed. Whatever the reason, they can be as different as your own grief, but finding your way to navigate the season needs to be embraced in your own unique way. I remember being a little girl when my parents, my aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, and cousins, we would get together at the community center in Springfield. It was a huge gathering with lots of food, talking, and sharing of gifts. Now, most of them is gone, but it triggers a memory of family gatherings, which was and will never be again. It is important to remember that everyone grieves differently and the season has a way of triggering many emotions. I have often said, be patient and kind to yourself and to others. Take care of yourself so you can handle your emotions as they come. Make sure to take extra time to rest. Get some activity like a 15 minute walk. We eat differently, so be aware of what you're eating or how much you're eating. Be careful of the alcohol. When your emotions are running high, you may not realize that you have drank too much until it is too late. The top priority I choose for you in dealing with the season is communication. All right, did you get that? Communication. You cannot communicate too much. I want you to remember that love does not end with death. Our society encourages us to join in the holiday spirit but all around you, the sounds, sights, and smells trigger memories of the one you love who has died. There are no simple guidelines that will take away the hurt you are feeling, but in your own way, find control for the season. First of all, share what you are thinking with others. Be honest. Tell family and friends how you really feel. They may have no idea what you are feeling, to walk in the shoes of grief is different for everyone, so you don't understand until you are in them. Don't try to hide hurt, loneliness, or longing. When you express yourself, you feel better. Talk about the person using their name when you are in a supportive environment. I thought what better way to be supportive for the season 
is to have a person who has walked in the shoes of grief before, during, and after the holiday season. Sitting beside me is my partner who makes possible these podcasts. Chad's son, Aaron, died October 23rd, nine years ago. Chad provides a personal insight into how he and his family worked their way through the first Christmas and set up new traditions. So Chad, is there something that you do every season with Aaron's um, graveside? Uh, he was big into drumming. He was part of a group called Sufudu and they would travel around and put on performances. So that very first Christmas, we started hanging drum ornaments on the Christmas tree. And we have continued to do that ever since. And then also at the cemetery, I will hang little Christmas ornaments, drum ornaments on a tree that I take out there as well. So it's little things like that. Just little reminders that he's still with us. Maybe not physically, but he's still with us. Um, another thing I would suggest is don't become a hermit, but yet don't try to bite off more than you can chew. If you've been invited to uh, a party, maybe, you know, depending on how large it is and how many people will show up, if it's a real big party, we stayed away from those at first. But our real close friends, when they would invite us over, uh, we would go. But then there were times that we left early just because we needed to. And that's always a real important thing to remember as well, is when you go to these events, drive yourself or make sure that you have a way to leave early if you should choose to do so. That's a real important to make sure that you have control of when you arrive and when you leave. That That's a real important aspect to always keep in mind. Another thing we did that first Christmas uh, is Christmas Eve was always the time when we would open gifts as a family. That first year, we decided to go and volunteer somewhere instead. So we volunteered um, to serve up meals uh, for the less fortunate here in Sioux Falls. There was a big gathering at the Holiday Inn City Center, and so we offered our services there, and that really helped. What a wonderful way in remembering Aaron, as well as helping others, and that's something that we always need to remember is to step out and help others. Yeah, uh, after your loved ones pass away, you need to create that new normal. You don't want to completely forget about everything about the way you used to do everything, but you you need to still find ways of doing it differently. Um, Aaron was real big on outdoor decorations for Christmas. So it took a couple of years, but now I'm back to putting up outdoor Christmas decorations. And I have a tree in front of the house that is Aaron's tree that we planted in memory of him. And I make sure that's decorated to the tens. I mean, that's I want uh, I want that thing to shine as much as I can. So give yourself time. Be patient. Is there anything from the communication aspect that maybe comes to mind within the family of communicating as to what your needs are? Don't be afraid to walk up to the person who has lost a loved one and uh, visit with them. Even to this day, it's been nine years, and I still have friends who, if they see me coming, will duck into a different hallway or an office because they just don't want to talk to me. And I am. And you think it's a want 
or are they just don't know? I think how? they don't know. I think they don't know how. And I would suggest don't be afraid to walk up to that person or that couple who lost a loved one. Don't turn it into a, a 20 minute pity party. That would drive my wife nuts. When, when we went out and people would walk up and go, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, just say you're sorry and then move on. We don't have to dwell on it. That was the hardest thing for her is she just, she felt like everybody was, it was a pity party is what it was whenever we did go out. Okay, well, I thank you. I thank everyone. Um, as I said earlier, I will continue to be that avenue of support, see if I can find some other people that have lost loved ones and see what I can do to be that avenue of support. And, and I truly do say thank you and please take care.